0: good to be up here and uh, sharing the Word of God with you. You know, last Sunday, for all three adult worship services, or three adult language worship services, we started a two-part or two-Sunday preaching series on Membership Covenant. And there are a total of ten articles in the the covenant. And Pastor David, last week, he started part one and um, he covered the first five articles of the covenant and uh, the first five articles reflect more about our obligation before god or our obligation to god and this morning i'll do part two and wrap up the series and i'll go over the last five articles and that's six to ten in the covenant which are about Our obligation to one another to keep the unity of the church. And let me briefly recap uh, or go over church membership and membership covenant before looking into the last five articles of the covenant. I'll try to add to what Pastor David uh, had already shared uh, last Sunday. However, you may hear some repeats. Okay, (laughs) from last Sunday's message. And if you do, I'd like you to think of it that way. Hmm, the pastor said the same thing. It must be what? It must be important. So I better pay attention. How's that? (laughs) Okay, all right. Let me, uh, the first slide. Oops. Uh. here we go let me ask you this question why join the church why think about it you know Charles Caleb Colton uh, he was an English pastor and also English uh, actually he was a writer and he once said men will wrangle for religion write for it fight for it die for it anything but Live for it. You know, I found this quote uh, to be quite true. Unfortunately, Christians, we will wrangle for our faith. We'll write for it. We'll fight for it. Even die for it. Anything but live for our faith. So why join a church? The simple answer is: you join a church to encourage one another to live. For our faith That's one simple answer But of course there's a lot in it So let me give you three, point, three pointers Why join a church? First of all, church is family Now it's not like Church is like a family No, church is family As the apostle Paul He said uh, in the book of Ephesians 2.19 he said, So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers or foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Second, God expects us to be members of His family. To be members of God's family is not a choice. Really, it's not a choice, it is a necessity. God's family includes the universal church and also the local church like CFC. As members of uh, God's family, we commit ourselves to God. We follow God's commands. We love one another. We encourage one another to live for our faith, to live out our faith just like what Hebrews uh, chapter 10 verses 24 and 25 which happens to be basically our theme verse for these past two years. Why don't we read it uh, together, please? Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Third, why join a church a christian without a church is a spiritual orphan since the church is a family a christian without a church is a spiritual orphan paul he said in romans chapter 12 uh, verses 4 and 5 he said just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function so it is with Christ's body we are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other the church is the body of Christ a Christian without a church is like a hand without an arm we as Christians cannot be alone. we are part of the body of Christ and we are affiliated to churches hopefully you have gained a wider perspective of church membership now let's look into the membership covenant what is a membership covenant I will just want to bring out again about three pointers for you membership covenant is a promise a promise made to God a promise made to a local church And also, prompts made to yourself, to oneself. A membership covenant is a sign of commitment a commitment to God, a commitment to the church, and also commitment to personal holiness. And then, third, a membership covenant is a biblical standard. A church covenant is helpful in a church that is practicing biblical church discipline a mem- as members of a church we exalt one another To live holy lives and we challenge brothers and sisters persistingly persisting in sin Not only challenge them at the same time. We love to admonish them to turn from sin Okay, now let's look at the third big question why do we need a members a membership covenant why why do we need such a covenant give a simple answer a membership covenant is a summary of how we agree to live while our church or our denominational statement of faith if you don't, if you don't know uh, go home don't do it now <laughs> go on our website there are 10 articles in our statement of faith now while our statement of faith is a good summary of what we believe and then our membership covenant is a summary of how we agree to live more importantly it's a summary of how god wants he would have us live it does not include like every explicit command regarding obedience but it does give a general summary of what it means to live as a disciple of Christ. You know, before I uh, became a full-time pastor or a pastor, <laughs> I worked for IBM for 23 years as a material scientist in San Jose, developing and uh, developing, manufacturing computer hard drives or storage. I was there to witness. The steady increase uh, of the capacity of the hard drives or storage, from kilobyte to megabyte, to megabytes to meg- uh, to um, uh, to gig- gigabyte, and now you're talking about terabytes and petabytes and wow, that's beyond me now. Now you can see the hard drive or storage system getting bigger and bigger. When I first started, you know, with IBM back in 1979, I was I was not told to, you know, when you go to work, I was not told what to wear, you know. However, I did notice, you know, during the interview, of course, you know, people they put a nice suit on, uh, also at least they wear a tie. (laughs) Imagine, working in a laboratory, in a materials laboratory, wearing a tie, yes, at that time we wore ties. (laughs) So I was no exception, I also wore ties (laughs) to work. But then especially for the IBM salesmen. You know, they have to ad- sort of adhere to this uh, dress code. And then they will have a white shirt and a dark tie and uh, and then they'll be clean, have a clean look and so forth. And you know, IBM wanted the world to know that when you are dealing with IBM, with an IBM man, they want you know IBM wants you to know, you know, there's a certain image to be associated with the organization so that the corporate identity would have positive association and so that the corporate uh, reputation would be excellent in the eye of the public. You know, if a secular company, a secular company can place such a heavy emphasis on the corporate idea or identity or image What about churches? Don't we want the world to know that when we are dealing that they are dealing with Christians? That Christians' reputation would be excellent in the eye of the public? I think we do. We want that. Christian faith is designed to produce an effect on our own, our whole conduct. If you claim to be Christians, yet if you did not live out your faith, then your faith is worthless. The Apostle Paul, uh, I'm sorry, P- Apostle John said in 1 John uh, chapter 2, verse 3, And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Simply put, how to live out your faith is very important. As members of CFC, as members of the Body of Christ, we need to learn together to live out our faith, and that's what membership covenant is about. Okay, now let's go into finish up the covenant. So in today, uh, today's Sunday bulletin, uh, we have again inserted a copy of the CFC membership covenant. I actually briefly went over the the covenant all ten articles during our last um, membership meeting in May and this version of the covenant evolved evolved from our discussion last year on membership or membership or member care last year since then we have uh, adopted the covenant as part of the teaching material for the membership class and I'll now go over the last five articles. That means six to ten. And again, this talk about the obligation to one another and really to keep the unity of the church. And due to time, con- uh, time constraint, i only briefly go over these five articles. However, I do pray and hope that you spend time on the entire covenant at home. Perhaps do it this week. By still fresh in your mind, go through all the, the biblical or Bible passages and allow the Holy Spirit guide you through the entire covenant. It is our prayer that you follow the covenant to live out your faith. In the end, may the world, especially the unbelieved, and they see our good works, and then we' glorify our Father in heaven. Okay, let's take a look. Article number six. Let's read it together, please. We will work and pray for the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. An earlier grace read to us, uh, Ephesians chapter four, one through six. Uh, why don't we read it together? It's a great passage. It all talk about unity. Let's read it, please. I therefore, the prisoner of the for the Lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness with patience bearing with one another in love eager to maintain the unity of spirit in the bond of peace there is one body and one spirit just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to you or call one lord one faith one baptism one god and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Unity is deemed essential to God's people. After all, the Bible, the word of God, demands it. And not only in the book of Ephesians, or not only Paul addressing you know, that to the Ephesians. At the same time, Paul also called for unity in the Corinth, the church of Corinth, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. He does the same thing he said I appeal to you brothers by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that all of you agree that there is no divisions among you but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment today Paul is still calling for unity in all God's churches of course there's only one universal church but all local churches unity Diversity is a good thing. You know, a diamond, you all know what a diamond looks like. A diamond shines more brilliantly with many facets than with just one flat surface. In the same way, our diversity here at CFC reflects the fullness of God's glory. You know, last year, December 4th, the, in the city of Philadelphia there were, there were 400 musicians they gathered together to perform what they call symphony for a broken orchestra whoa, what a name <laughs> the orchestra included amateurs professionals, some students and even the, um, well anyway that, and even some members actually sorry, from the, the local orchestra but anyway, there's some young, young performers and there's some of the older ones, the 82 years old, and... You know, the 400... The 400 brought with them, you know, the, the musical instruments? They're not normal instruments. They were broken instruments. Broken. A trumpet held together with a blue-painted tape. A violin with no string. A bow that had lost most of its hair. (laughs) A cello carried in multiple pieces. And on and on. They're just broken instruments. However, when put all together, the the orchestra produced a rich harmony. The music was playful and was joyous. So people really enjoyed it. So, dear brothers and sisters you know churches including cfc consists of broken instruments you know what i mean we when we are not but we once were broken the broken instruments from all walks of life who have found hope and restore a restoration in our lord jesus christ we're being transformed By the gospel and we desire to serve others our community and humbly point them to our lord jesus christ as broken instruments we add our own voice to the symphony the best that some can do is simply tap or or squeak but with each other the orchestra produces a joyful song of praise in unity under the hand of our Heavenly Director praise God now let's go to article 7 let's read it please we will be devoted to one another in brotherly love with humility and gentleness we will patiently bear with each other forgiving encouraging and building one another up refusing to gossip exercising watchfulness over each other and admonishing one another when necessary. Should any conflict arise with another member, we will glorify God by working through it quickly with humility of heart and with the goal of full reconciliation, denying the devil an opportunity to create division. In the book of Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13, it says, Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. University of Michigan psychologist Christopher Peterson He says the ability to forgive others is to track most most strongly linked to happiness and He called it uh, the queen of all virtues and probably the hardest to come by An unforgiving spirit Is often this last emotional fortress that that we, 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 we yield to the power of God even as Christians we may cling to anger cling to bitterness feeling that those who have wronged us should suffer for their offenses but when we realize how much God has forgiven us we are compelled to extend mercy To others the Bible urges us to put on compassionate hearts kindness humility meekness and patience bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven forgiven you so you also must forgive Forgiveness is God's command to us And is part of life a Part of the uh, The life of love Peace Thankfulness And praise Freely we have been forgiven At the same time Let us freely forgive Remember Forgiving The unforgivable Is hard Let me repeat this forgiving the unforgivable is hard but so was the cross hard words hard wood hard nails we are to forgive the Lord's forgiven us we should do the same and we must do the same article 8 let's read together please we will rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, helping to carry each other's burdens. In Romans chapter 12, verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. As you know, that two and a half, well, two and a half weeks ago, our dear sister Sandra Leon from our Cantonese congregation passed away after fighting stomach cancer for. 14 months. But during those 14 months, there were tremendous, numerous encouraging WhatsApp messages sending to her, sending to her husband David, or even their son Andrew. Brother and sister shared the burdens of Sandra and David, the whole family. They rejoiced with Sandra when Sandra was doing well or seemed to be doing well. And of course, when she was not doing well, they wept with her. And of course, when she passed away, they we also weep with them. But we thank God that Sandra is now in the bosom of our God and she is in a better country, in heaven with God. Indeed, in God's family, we rejoice with those who rejoice. We weep with those who weep. Article 9. Let's read, please. We will use our spiritual gifts and natural talents for the good of the church. We will seek to live as salt and light in our community. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, The shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ you know the uh, the University of California at Berkeley that's my alma mater at one time (laughs) at one time they took on they took on an impossible assignment it agreed to coordinate an international effort To locate extraterrestrial life out there looking for life out there and that is a daunting project we live in a large galaxy and the multi-million dollar radio telescopes looking at it and of course sucking a lot of information a lot of data in fact so many so much data is collected And forward to to berkeley that no computer on earth is powerful enough to process all the data so what are you going to do to accomplish that that impossible task berkeley asked home computers home computer users all around the world okay to help and have them please help us with this project you download uh, the program called SETI at home download the software and then mix a connection over internet to a computer at Berkeley and you know what all home computers are small right I mean, we all have small computers at home but putting all the individual computers you know from all different parts of the world and it worked it worked when the work is done, the computer makes another internet call to Berkeley, uploads the results, and downloads a new unit, uh, work unit, so on and on, kind of cycle like that. What today's largest supercomputer could never do, yet over a million ordinary home computers do easily. Sometimes the best way to accomplish The impossible is to harness the help of the ordinary put all the ordinary computer put all the ordinary folks together and we can accomplish great things this is how the church works God did not intend anyone one to do all the work no one can do it alone but if we all do we can The unattainable becomes attainable. The church can be all that God intended it to be. Praise God. Now let's look at the last, number 10 article. Let's read together, please. We promise to bring up our children and youth in the training and instruction of the Lord and to seek the salvation of our family and friends by pure and loving example. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 fathers do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord let me just say this and then to wrap up this number 10 article you know that I used to be a chemist I think most of you I work in the laboratory you know what leaving children to discover their own values is a little like putting them in a chemistry laboratory full of volatile substances and then you're telling them discover your own compound kids would you do that? would you do that? I wouldn't may we commit all of us not just the parents of the kids or grandparents of your grandchildren may we all here in this spiritual family we commit to bring the children up in the discipline and instruction of the lord so in conclusion the membership covenant is a promise made to god but also a promise made to church and also a promise made to yourself It's also a signed commitment to God to church and also to yourself it also a biblical standard and the covenant is also a summary of how God would have us live as disciples of Jesus Christ so I pray that you live out your faith in your daily life in the end may the world see your good works and glorify, glorify your Father in Heaven. If you're not a member of CFC, again, we would like to extend our invitation to you. Come and join our family of God. If you decide to do that, please talk to any one of the pastors, and you, we will be delighted to guide you through the membership process. And I can tell you, it's not going to be painful, <laughs> the process. I though I think you will enjoy it so praise God praise God for his word and we praise God for always guiding us and leading us in the end may we all live the kind of life that we bring honor and glory to our heavenly father let us pray dear brothers and sisters our membership covenant is indeed a summary of how we agree to live more importantly It's a summary of how God would have us live. I pray that you treat the the covenant as a promise and a sign of commitment to God, a commitment to CFC, and also a commitment to yourselves. And live out your faith in the daily life, so that people will see the beauty of our Lord Jesus Christ in you. And at the same time we bring honor and glory to our father in heaven father god we thank you we thank you for your word we're not really we have not really created anything new this membership covenants is all your word everything's coming from the bible from you so father just help us uh, grant us enough strength and power and joy and desire to live the kind of life that find pleasing in your sight In your son Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen.